0: and the sky is falling, the end is near. Okay, maybe not that much doom and gloom, but when the proverbial "Mm," hits the fan, what are you and your family going to do? How can you prepare for the, the worst while also enjoying the present? Yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Cardio Miracle Studios. I've been asked the question a dozen times if not more Brian are you really that sold on this cardio miracle stuff in fact I am not only am I sold on it I use it twice a day morning and night why because the cardio miracle difference is real 52 all natural ingredients a 100% money back guarantee and what do you have to lose besides high blood pressure high stress bad sleep and oh by the way uh, gentlemen and you're having some trouble in the bedroom down below well it helps improve your sexual health so there's that as well, if you want to go ahead and improve your cardio experience and your life, go ahead check out Cardio Miracle at CardioMiracle.com. Use code TBNS at checkout for 15% off your order. And yeah, I mentioned it, 100% money back guarantee, so you quite have literally have nothing to lose besides all that the worry about your uncertain health, uh, specifically as it pertains to your heart. So go ahead, get your 15% discount off your order today. Cardiomiracle.com, the best heart health supplement in the world. All right, folks, well, talking about uh, the end of the world or just the doom and gloom that is coming with the uncertainty that we have right now in a, a lot of uh, just, I mean, what, global conflicts, internal conflicts here in the United States, everybody is on edge so what do you do? If, yeah, we were to have uh, the blank, the, uh, yeah, you know what it is, hit the proverbial fan, what can we do to address that to join us today? From Fortitude Ranch, we have Colonel Drew Miller. Drew, welcome to The Brian Nickel Show.
1: Thank you, Brian, it's good to be on.
0: Great to have you here, and I'm looking forward to learning how you're gonna be able to help us when, yes, that stuff does hit the fan and how Fortitude Ranch is helping us there as well. But before we do that, Drew, do us a favor, go ahead and introduce yourself here to The Brian Nickel Show audience.
1: Uh, sure, I'm Dr. Drew Miller. I'm an Air Force Academy graduate, I retired as an intelligence officer after many years of service, um, made Colonel in the Air Force. I've also been in business for quite a while and as been a prepper for a very long time and as a prepper I figured out that she's on my own trying to survive when there's no law and order. Uh, If there's a marauder group out there stealing food and they come to me, I'm not gonna be able to protect myself and my family on my own. So we looked into survival communities. That's the way to go. You need a lot of people if you're going to put together a survival facility, operate it, and make it safe in the collapse, and found out that most survival communities fall apart on a volunteer basis. Mm. So we formed the business called Fortitude Ranch. Uh, And we're a business. We're the largest recreational and survival community in the U.S. with seven locations expanding now with franchising. And, And we can't keep up with demand. That's why we're franchising now because more and more people are recognizing that uh, with the growth primarily of new technologies, but of a lot of other factors as well, the probability of a disaster that shuts down our economy uh, and leads to loss of law and order just is going up day by day. And you actually saw it, you know, during COVID, not so much because of the pandemic, it was not much of a lethal virus uh but you just saw how people start protesting in city x i'm not gonna say portland uh, places like that uh, if a lot of people decide they're going to start looting police can't stop it Uh, and that can go on triggered by a political event it can go on if the grid goes down if there's a real pandemic like H5N1, which is guaranteed almost that it's going to be a pandemic, uh, hopefully not as 60% lethal as it is today uh, when it mutates to a human human transmissible form. Uh, but there's just new technologies, CRISPR, artificial intelligence, nanotechnology, all these things coming out that make our outlook not one of more security. I think people have a, a gross misperception the world's becoming safer. It's just the opposite. Uh, with new technologies, with our increasing economic dependence, and with people just being less resilient, less pioneer-like, and frankly, just a little bit more criminal-like, willing to take up arms and harm other people, uh, we face a future where we're gonna have a lot of collapses. And again, we define a collapse as uh, economy's not functioning and there's no effective law and order.
0: Yeah, I lived in Philadelphia for seven years, and I can tell you, the last two years I was there, hoo I saw it firsthand, and I said, yeah, we're gonna get the heck out of Dodge. And I look at the videos now that I'm seeing come from Philadelphia. Most recently, I believe there was a police shooting, um, and it turned into a complete riot downtown, uh, where major businesses and storefronts were just being absolutely destroyed. Looters going in and gutting the stores, and then they wonder why? Why are all these businesses leaving our cities? Are are they? You know, was it white flight? Is that what it is? I can't tell. No, what it is is people looking at uh, you know uh, an analysis of yeah. I'm not going to bring my business to an area that's going to get destroyed overnight. I'm not going to bring my family to areas that are going to get destroyed overnight. And and frankly, I think, you know, to, to your your kind of building of fortitude ranch there Drew, this speaks to there are so many people who are starting to maybe step out of that bubble where they were, you know, hey, everything's fine. Uh, you know, I don't see too much of the turmoil on my own back back uh back step here in my backyard, but all of a sudden, to your point, Fast forward to 2023, it's a lot more common, right? Whether it's the, the political turmoil, the, the pandemic, air quotes there, that hit us over the past three years. You see the government take over different industries. You mentioned the technologies that are coming out, AI, nanopods. Um, heck, I'm in the world of cybersecurity, and, and we saw it firsthand. Companies like City of Philadelphia, I'm not going to just pick on them for the sake of picking on them, but they're one of the largest cities in the United States that got hit with a cyber attack, and they're still dealing with the, the outcomes and the aftermath of that so yeah this is stuff that we all should at the very least be aware of and yet drew this is the part that blows me away so many folks aren't so how how are you and and the the team over at fortitude ranch really helping get people not just aware of what what's taking place but actually getting them prepared Hey folks, I just got off the phone with my good buddy Khaled from Serpent Networks. They're a national leader in strategic technology, and this is what he said. Way too many small businesses out there are getting stuck with reactive, not proactive IT support. So Serpent Networks takes a different approach, a more optimized approach, aligned with your business's goals to drive productivity, revenue, and growth. Transform your IT into a profit driver, not a money taker. Go to serpentnetworks.com and schedule your free consultation today. And now back to the show.
1: Well, there's about 10 million. The estimate is about 10 million preppers in the United States. And you can't really know because the first rule of prepping is don't tell anyone you're a prepper. <laughs> so odds are, you know, a lot of preppers. You just don't know their preppers because you're not going to say, hey, I'm a prepper. I got a lot of stuff in my house. Come rob me when the when the shit hits the fan. So people keep it secret, but there are lots of preppers and that stupid TV show Doomsday Preppers did not show normal preppers. Normal people are not going to tell you they're preppers. The people who went on that show were kind of nutty and they made them look bad. Uh, Normal preppers, a former military officer like myself or a law enforcement officer or a doctor, we have lots of doctors at Fortitude Ranch, professionals who recognize that, hey, when there is a loss of the grid, which could be the cyber attack you mentioned, it could be an EMP attack, that even a nation like North Korea could take down our grid with the nuclear attack. You don't need a lot of missiles. You don't even need accuracy, any one going off high in our atmosphere over the United States and the grid goes down. A congressionally funded study several years ago pointed out that when that happens, the grid's going to be down for at least a year, possibly longer. And it's not just that there's no economic production, there is no municipal water systems, no power. No pumping, no water systems, no gas pumping. So no economic production, no water systems, no food distribution, and people will starve. The estimate of that congressionally funded study was 90% of Americans will die. Have we done anything to fix our grid? Not a damn thing. Uh, There's no votes in it for politicians, just the opposite. They're concerned that if they force the utilities to harden the grid, what's that gonna do, electric rates? They're gonna go up and they're afraid they'll lose office. People will vote them out saying, hey, Congressman X voted to increase your electric costs, throw him out. So our grid is a disaster waiting to happen. H5N1 is going to be a human to human transmissible virus. It's now 60% lethal to humans. Tell us more about that. That's the first I'm hearing of this. You don't hear much from the CDC at all. The Center for Disease Control is just criminal in not informing people about the H5N1 threat. For example, the World Health Organization just last month issued a report saying that H5N1, a variant of it, is spreading now amongst domestic cats all over Poland, and it's all over the world in all kinds of mammals. H5N1 is often referred to as bird flu, avian flu. Don't call it bird flu. It's a bird and mammal flu. And eventually it's gonna be a human flu. Uh, And when that virus hits us, as I said, it's 60% lethal now. It, It may be very different when it mutates, maybe less than that, I hope. But still, it's a virus where no one's gonna go to work. If you do, you're gonna catch it, bring it home, kill your family. So no one's going to work. Even law enforcement officers aren't gonna stay on duty when there's a double-digit lethality virus out there. Again, this is not COVID-19, much, much less than 1% lethal. H5N1 is gonna be a very deadly virus, the worst pandemic probably the worst experience in mankind and if you talk to the experts at Johns Hopkins and elsewhere testimony before congress again they don't do anything but they hold testimony uh, they saw see this is inevitable either it's going to be a deliberate bio attack, people manipulating the virus and by the way that has been done with your tax dollars we did gain of function research on h5n1 and they were successful in making it not human to human, but mammal to mammal transmissible through the air. Uh, They use ferrets in that experiment. It's now spreading in the wild amongst minks and a lot of other mammal populations. And it'll eventually either naturally or deliberately mutate. So back to this World Health Organization report in Poland just last month, it's spreading in Poland amongst domestic cats. And these are cats in a lot of cases that never go outside. So it's not like, hey, the cat found an infected bird and got H5N1 from that. They're getting it from other sources. <clears throat> and the CDC covered it? No, not a bit. They're still saying, oh, don't worry about H5N1, no worries, it doesn't spread amongst humans. Yeah, the original virus doesn't, but it's mutated. It mutated last year and it continues to mutate. Viruses mutate all the time. And why Poland? You know, Does that seem like an odd place for a virus? Right. Well, if it's naturally mutating, yeah, the odds of it picking Poland and cats in Poland is really very, very low. But Poland's next to what country? Belarus, uh, White Russia, uh, which is controlled by Russia. Uh, Is Poland a pretty popular country with the Russians today? No, it's not. (laughs) They're supporting the Ukraine, that attack on the gas pipeline in the Baltic that blew up. Uh, That was the United States involved in that and Poland as the base it was attacked from. So yeah, Russia's not very pleased with Poland right now. So what a perfect place for them to release a mutated H5N1 virus. And it, we, we become incubators. When I get a virus in me, it now incubates in me. So I could have a virus that's not normally human-human contagious, but if it's mutating in me and now it mutates into a human-human transmissible form, I breathe it out, voila, you've got a pandemic. So I suspect that Russian agents may have been involved in spreading this virus in Poland, and it's eventually going to spread and continue to mutate and when it does going across europe and the in the us what happens to our support of ukraine it goes down the tube so we're not going to be doing uh, hey, it let the, me uh, right. let me toss a, a is it a conspiracy theory i don't know
0: but i mean we're going through you mentioned ukraine and you talked about the the pipeline that was uh you know definitely not blown up with the help of the united states right uh wink wink nod nod but like we we heard that in ukraine even though it was denied all of a sudden it's like well yeah maybe we do have a dozen bioweapon labs over there. And everybody's like, wait, we have bioweapon labs in Ukraine. And it's like, "Eh, well, Well, we don't really talk about that. That
1: is disinformation. That is Is not true. The US government is not trying to fund bioweapons research worldwide. Did we give money to Ukraine for them to research? Yes. And the argument is this, you know, again, H5N1 is mutating. It is going to eventually be human human transmissible through the year. So scientists argue, hey, we need to study this virus. We need to find out a way to develop a vaccine for it, for example. So that's why we did that study 10 years ago where we infected ferrets and developed an air transmissible version of H5N1 that can kill and infect other mammals. The argument is this gain of function research is so we can develop countermeasures. And that's a legitimate argument. The problem with it is that study I mentioned that was 10 years ago, they published it. You know, researchers like to publish, that's how they get promoted. And there was a big controversy over that saying, are you out of your effing mind? Don't publish this. Cause this was not CRISPR technology. You may have heard of high-tech bioengineering. This was a very simple way that you could be doing in your basement today and no one would know. Hmm. Uh, and they published how to do it. I know how to do it. I don't talk about how they do it on the air, but you know, Al Qaeda, any kind of terrorist group, even a Unabomber wannabe who thinks that uh, this is, this is what I think is a real possibility you've got some environmentalists, and they're concerned that we're overpopulating the planet, we're killing off innocent species, we're going to destroy the world. Sooner or later some biologists, who by the way will probably know how to use CRISPR technology, bioengineering, is going to say, it's my moral duty to develop and release the virus, to kill off all these excess humans, to save the planet and all these innocent creatures that are being killed off by man and our global warming and population. And they're going to make a decision that it's not just in the interest of the planet and other species, it's in the interest of mankind. Because if I release an H5N1 variant virus that I manipulate, and I kill off four or five billion people around the world, I now am setting it back to where the earth won't be as badly destroyed, and now an additional... 50 or 100 million billion people will be able to live in the future because I did the morally right thing of killing off most humans now. And there have been movies, you know, 12 Monkeys, I think was the name. There have been movies made on this. And, you know, it, it's a real, real risk. And that's one technology, bioengineering. I mean, there's nanotechnology, there's artificial intelligence, there's new ways to enrich uranium and make nuclear weapons. New technologies are coming out all the time. And it used to be, you know, you needed a Genghis Kong and the Mongols or a Nazi Germany or some big nation state to kill off a lot of people. You don't need that anymore. That's one of the big fundamental changes is. A small nation, a lousy little nation like North Korea or Iran uh, can uh, launch a new virus or an EMP attack that takes down the grid and kill off most of us. A terrorist group certainly can do stuff like this. And it's getting to the point, especially in bioengineering, where a single individual can do this. And to me, it's not a question of this is going to happen. It's just a question of when. Uh, Biologists use the word inevitable when they talk about the next big pandemic, a real pandemic, not a COVID-19, a real pandemic uh, that's gonna potentially kill off most of our species. And there's, we track 50 different threats at Fortitude Ranch, over 50 threats that could lead to a collapse. And they're just, they're growing with time. And the likelihood of collapse is growing. And unfortunately, I don't think there's much we can do about it. There's some things we obviously should do. For Christ's sake, harden our grid. It's it's an obvious vulnerability we've got that everyone knows about. We've known about it for decades, and it's criminal, absolutely criminal, that elected officials are allowing our grid to be so vulnerable that even some crappy little state like North Korea can take it down. You know, Iran might even be able to do it. Iran is, you know, Iran is months away from the ability to develop a nuclear weapon. Iran backs Hamas and Hezbollah and all our enemies. And the only question is who does Iran hate more, Israel or the United States of America? I don't know, we're we're the great Satan as they refer to us. Iran would love to destroy the United States. So how do they do that? Well, they either develop a small nuclear weapon, stick it on an airplane, fly it up high over the United States or launch a missile that goes up over the United States. It's not being our You could launch it off the sea or up from an airline or over the U.S. And Iran could take down our grid and kill 90% of us. And they would absolutely love that. Or they could release a virus. It's just inevitable that something like this is going to happen. And when it does, if you're not prepared, if you don't have a bug out location, a place like Fortitude Ranch to survive, you won't make it. Yep. So unfortunately, the survivors in a collapse are gonna be politicians, they're taken care of. They'll be taken to Mount Weather, Raven Rock, or all these places. You know, your top elected officials in government, they're okay, you know, they've got great facilities at your expense. Have they done anything for us? No, <laughs> so you're on your own. So marauders and criminals that form big criminal groups, you know, they'll likely survive. And the other people is, you know, good folks like us at Fortitude Ranch, And so what we've tried to do is create this network of survival facilities that are affordable. Uh, Rich people also have a lot of protections. You know, they have Survival Condo, which is an absolutely first class, beautiful facility. They've got them in Kansas, several of them. Uh, But, you know, it takes millions of dollars to join Survival Condo. Uh, Rich people that are in bunkers, you know, Peter Thiel and a lot of really rich people, their plan is they're taking their private jets to New Zealand uh, to survive the collapse. But we'd like middle class, good Americans to survive. So we designed Forted Ranch as an affordable survival community uh, that you can join on a middle class income. And you can actually make it especially affordable if you use our recreational benefits. You can stay for free at any of our locations for up to two weeks a year. So take your family vacation and then spend a, and instead of spending, you know, $5,000 to rent a cabin in Colorado in the summer, stay at Fortitude Ranch Colorado for free for two weeks. And avoid that expense. You know, vacation at our place is for free, and it's even more affordable to join. So we want to keep some good middle class Americans alive, not just the politicians and the marauder criminals.
0: So I want to go back to something really quick before we dig more into about Fortitude Ranch and the stuff that you guys are helping actually solve here, in, in terms of preparing for the worst. And that's going back to you know uh, the the I guess I I was labeling it as conspiracy, and, and you you were like, no, we're not doing this whole thing where we're potentially gonna you know lead to the you know America actually investing in in a bioweapon against Americans my question though wasn't so much the intentional uh the intentional nefarious means of trying to go after folks or, or to, to your point you know try to release a bioweapon on America but rather to the second part that you were raising up in your concern of the grit it, it's almost criminal that we've gotten to the point where we have become so inept that we've let our infrastructure in this case get to a point where it is and my mentality is also similar i guess into in terms of when you're looking at all these bioweapon facilities or these bio research facilities across the world not just ukraine across the world that we have or we've been funding and i guess my concern is have we gotten to a point where the the leviathan that is the united states government has gotten so big that it's it's like herding cats right you you're not able to keep all the different nuclear cats, if you will, or the, the you know viral cats that are out there in in, in one contained area that naturally because there are so many you know so many you know, uh, you know pots on the stove or however you want to use the analogy that it gets hard to to manage like oh we we have this happening over in Ukraine oh this is happening over in China oh yeah our grid is uh, is you know not up to uh, up to snuff there's a lot of areas that we could easily see you know just one domino fall and then lead to to your point 90% of Americans suddenly facing their their you know moral end so i guess talk to us about where you're seeing some of those I I guess, you know, the the issues of just ineptitude or, or is it being stretched too thin? What do you, what's kind of your your perspective there?
1: Well, there, there's a lot of threats we can't address. Some I think it's too late. Uh, biotechnology, CRISPR technology, it's already way beyond what you need to modify an H5N1 virus or some other and release a pandemic. So we can't stop that, it's too late. <laughs> the grid on the other hand is just the opposite. That's something we could fix and that's gonna take us you know a year or a couple of years to harden it, we're vulnerable during that period, but we absolutely have to fix it. I'd encourage everyone watch this documentary, it's called grid down power up uh, google for grid down power up it is a short absolutely experts talking to you explaining you in, in very simple to follow terms how our electric grid is a very well-known disaster that sooner or later an enemy is going to take advantage of or even a natural cause a bad solar flare could take down our grid and it's just as i said i use the word criminal i think that when the, if the grid goes down and you know, the 10% of recover, when we're done recovering, we ought to take the people in elected office who survive, those at Mount Weather, and say, you're responsible for these 90% deaths. You know, you should be punished. I'll just leave it at that. But there but are there, so threats like the grid that we can fix and reduce that horrible vulnerability. There are a lot of threats we can't. Biotechnology is one. If Yellowstone erupts as a super volcano, and it could erupt at a lower level, but if it has a super volcano level of eruption, that's a huge disaster it's not you know if you're visiting yellowstone yeah it's a bad day for you you're you're dead that's but it could kill off people around the world. The reason is that all that goes up into the atmosphere, it blocks the sunlight, and you have worldwide massive crop failures. And depending on how long it lasts, could be years, uh, again, most of the population across the world could die. That's a really bad one. Uh, an asteroid strike is a similar And by the way, these are not. this is not science fiction, this is historical fact. We've had, you know, some people say six or more uh, worldwide extinction events in the past. Those have been <laughs> caused by big asteroid hits. The one in Mexico and the Yucatan Peninsula that basically got rid of the dinosaurs. And we've had super volcano eruptions. They can do it. Those are you know, some more of the threats that we're watching. Uh, but if you store a lot of food, you have some other means, you've got at least a better chance of surviving than, you know, if you're in New York City when the shit hits the fan, I'm sorry. Uh, if you don't have plans to get out of there and don't get out of there soon, uh, you're not gonna make it. Uh, But with Fortitude Ranch, your odds are much, much better. And a lot of collapses, we don't think we'll have any trouble serving. A pandemic, for example, Uh, we are not a, you know, a single shelter where everyone's sharing air supplies. We keep it spread out. We do that because our biggest threat in any kind of a collapse disaster is other people trying to steal food and kill to steal food to survive. So we have simple spread out buildings, shallow underground shelters. If there is fallout or radioactivity, we can get shielding from that, but we can defend ourselves and we rely on our members or membership for guards. so yeah there's staff like me wearing this uniform uh, but most of our guard force the vast majority of it is our fellow members and then we have facilities that are designed to be very very survival to store and produce food and keep going and then not just keep going um we also want people to survive with good you know good mental health and you know some quality of life so you know we've got games and books and you know some games you may not know you're too young to remember monopoly maybe you oh, the stop. old board games not that old. But, I'm not uh, young things like that and uh you know just the ability to keep people in good mental health as well as the physical health to survive so that's what we're all about
0: do not pass code. Do not collect $100. Uh, Drew, we're going towards the tail end of our episode here. And on your website, you have a definitive 10 reasons why folks should be able to go ahead and join Fortitude Ranch. I know we're a little short presser time. So at least give us a handful of the reasons why folks should stop the episode today and head right over to fortituderanch.com and uh, get involved. Get interested and learn more about the great stuff that you guys are doing over there.
1: Well, again, you know, it's it's not a million-dollar facility, uh, a million-dollar cost. For an, for an average cost, if you do a, a simple room, not a fancy room, and a long-term membership, you can bring down the cost to like $1,000 to $2,000 per person per year. And again, you get two weeks of vacation time. So use that money you'd spend on a family vacation to come here and, you know, it's almost can make free membership for you in Fortitude Ranch. And it's a way to uh, also, you know, again, it's not just a survival facility, it's a recreational facility. Take take a vacation you know get away from the stresses. We have shooting ranges, so you know you don't have to join a shooting range or a gun club to shoot. Come out to your Fortitude Ranch location and shoot there. We just have a lot of facilities, and we're fairly rustic. Uh, We have some nice rooms and log homes that look nice. Uh, We're not the Taj Mahal. We're not a four-star hotel. Our rooms are very low cost, very simple, very small, because again, we're trying to make this affordable for the middle class. But uh, with franchising now, we're going to have a lot more than just our seven locations. So if someone knows of a small RV park or resort, uh, they could be a Forty Ranch location at very low cost. And that's our goal is to have more and more Forty Ranch locations, so more and more good, middle-class Americans can survive a collapse, not just the politicians and elected officials in Mount Weather and the criminal marauder groups, uh, but good people too all right drew we
0: are at the point of the show where we must unfortunately start to wrap things up and say goodbye and with that i'll go ahead and kick things off here for my final thoughts and that is folks when we talk about you know actually taking charge in your your own life like this is the exact the the exact thing we're talking about right you can't wait for somebody to come and save you nobody is going to come and save you when yes the shit hits the fan what are you going to do this you're going to be prepared or I mean, I'm not trying to be morbid, you're gonna die. And and we don't want the, the latter. We want you to be able to thrive and survive. So having folks like Drew, having organizations like Fortitude Ranch, this is the, the solution that we're trying to bring to the table to help solve a very real problem and definitely a very real concern, especially if you are in those big cities. Uh, I moved out of Philadelphia. If you've not moved out of those big blue cities yet, get out, go, go away from those big areas, go to more rural areas, find good people you can surround yourself with. I'm sure you'll find a lot of good people like that over at Fortitude Ranch. That's all I have for us, Drew. What do you have for us as we wrap things up today?
1: Thank you. Well, we do have a location in the Catskills a couple hours from New York City. So you can be in a big city as long as you got a place to go. And Fortune Ranch, Wisconsin can service Wisconsin. We've got Fort Ranch, Nevada for, for the folks still suffering in California. So you can stay in a big city or live there. Just make sure you have plans to get out and get out early. Don't stay too long uh, when this shit starts going down. All right,
0: folks, there is our call to action for today. Yeah, definitely go ahead. Learn more about Fortitude Ranch, fortituderanch.com. Link in the show notes. And folks, if you got some value from today's episode, you know the drill, go ahead and give it a share. When you do, please tag yours truly at B Nichols Liberty. And uh, with that, of course, we want you to go ahead and support Fortitude Ranch. Drew, where can folks go ahead and find you guys online besides fortituderanch.com should they want to continue the conversation?
1: Uh, well, we've got a Fortitude Ranch and a, uh, sorry, a um, Facebook and Twitter account as well, so you can find us there. Uh, but most of our information is on our website at fortituderanch.com. Perfect,
0: all right, link in the show notes, folks. That's all we have for you. Where can you find the show? Well, you found us somewhere, but just in case you want to find us somewhere else, well, you can find us on the video versions of the show, YouTube, Rumble, X.com, as well as Ben Swan's Sovereign, S-O-V-R-E-N, which, by the way, if you are watching us over there, congratulations, because you're seeing today's episode before anybody else. That's your Sovereign exclusive. And if you are looking for the audio version of the show, you can find us on your favorite podcasting app, Apple Podcasts. Spotify, YouTube music, podcast attic, wherever it is, All I ask is, well, frankly, not just do me a favor, do yourself a favor. Go ahead and hit download all Unplayed episodes for The Brian Nichols Show, starting with episode one all the way to 780. That's where we are today. Uh, And I guarantee each of those episodes will leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. But with that being said, that's all we have for you. Signing off from our Cardio Miracle Studios here in lovely Eastern Indiana. Brian Nichols signing off here in The Brian Nichols Show for Drew Miller. We'll see you next time.